We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Lordy, 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 look who feels 40. <laughs> That's me. It's me. Hi. Lordy, 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 look who feels 40. It's me. That's a great rhyme, but you're not even close to 40. You're 37. Yeah, I'm a whole just a, a, I am a precocious student's college career away yep. from being 40. That's amazing. It's fine. I am 39 and old. I'm five months away from being 40, and that's how we're going to start this episode, middle this episode, and end this episode. <laughs> What's it like? Well, I got to say you one thing. I heard life begins at 40. You know who said that? John yeah. Lennon. And then you know what happened to John bam, Lennon? Bam, bam, exactly. bam. Yep. Can we, every time. Can we trust anything that man said? I don't think so, except for... Imagine if there's no heaven, it's easy if you try. You can think it. You can think it, although once you are truly sad, like when the celebrities sang Imagine, you realize uh, when everything was going wrong mm-hmm. with COVID, you realize that that message for COVID was horrible because people probably needed a little something to have faith in. Yeah, yeah, But then yeah. he was like, imagine nothing is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, so in a way, it's like when people do that thing, which I, I understand. I know friends that have, and people that like run to like Buddhism or the things where like things don't exist outside of your own mind. meditation. Yeah, t- simulation theory. I, I do like a trend. A TM does work for people. Oh, yeah. But it's like things like simulation theory. It's supposed to it's supposed to kind of be anxiety relieving because you're like nothing is real. But then also that inherent idea is actually very terrifying. Absolutely. Did somebody just hit the X button on but a remote control but, in a parallel universe to make me have to take a dump right now? But honestly, at the same time, understand that there, nothing is real. We are just a collection of clouds of atoms and you just have to change your fucking atoms, bro. You can control your atoms however you want to control them to make yourself better or worse. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben hanging out with Henry. Or worse. Or worse. We are having a great time together today. I are hope everyone we? is, of course, I hope everyone is doing well out there, hanging in there. If you've gotten your shots, congratulations. And if you haven't, well, it's coming up around the corner. So stay safe and stay positive because we are almost through this G. D thing. Close. We're getting close. Vaguely close. But you know who didn't get close? Who? It's come down to people right now. <laughs> they're hungry for content. Yeah, right. actually, We're at that the is end true. of the quarantine, people are still, still deeply hungry for for deeply, deeply, deeply hungry for content. Well, they need it to make themselves feel happy sometimes. And we all 
we're kind of chasing that. Oh, don't we want to just go viral? You remember that? <laughs> I don't know. Going viral is taken on a different term in COVID, I Definitely. will say, because it's not so good anymore. Um, we, we were watching last night, we were watching the new Stan show on CBS, whatever. Oh, yes. The Stand. And it's just... It is not triggering, but it's definitely very... It, the way they show you get sick in the stand mm-hmm. is someone goes... <coughs> Whoa. And you're like, that's it? Now you're an enemy of the state. Yep. Oh, uh, my. But people want to be... Uh, you know, people want to be superstars, and sometimes it doesn't really work out. And you think that during this... Everyone says, oh, uh, during COVID, everybody's got time to like come up with new fun ideas, you right. know, because we're not working, and isn't it fun? If you don't have the weight of like making all that money coming right. in, then you have, you're definitely able to express yourself more freely creatively. Well, that's why all of those people who are extremely successful, extremely wealthy, who mostly just did yoga at home already, can go on Twitter and say... I hope you learned a language this past year. Like, you loser. But this guy um, was also wrong. Oh. This is rapper charged with chopping off British teacher's penis to make a gory YouTube video. This is by Graham <laughs> Keeley from The Independent. I don't. Why? First of all, again, thank you all so much for watching the last stream on the left. Oh, I, yes. My eye is better after after drinking a bit if of the you're insane. Bomb, you're I'm ass. an idiot. Um, but I'm just going to say this. If he's not banned from YouTube... I don't know what their terms of service are. I have no clue. I don't know what they're doing. A Spanish rapper has gone on trial accused of cutting off a British teacher's penis with a 12-inch kitchen knife for and this the I forget who paid. I believe that the man paid the the man who cut the penis uh-huh. paid the man with the penis 173 pounds. It's about 200 euro in a deal so that the victim could get hits from the gory video on YouTube. Okay, so hold on a second. So Aaron Beltron, that is the rapper. Uh the graduate student that had his penis cut off is Andrew Breach. He thought his dick was only worth 200 euro. It's it. And he thought that he was going to be able to monetize this in a way to make his money back tenfold. Aaron Beltran allegedly made the agreement with Oxford University graduate Andrew Beach, who agreed to pay the accused. Oh, yes. So Andrew Beach wanted to pay the man who cut his penis. 173 pounds. Depending on how many times the amputation video was shared on social media, the fee ranged <sighs> from 173 pounds to a maximum of 2,164 pounds. So why is the rapper the one who is being charged here? I understand he cut off the, the British teacher's penis. Also, British teacher and rapper really don't matter. It's penis cutter and penis cutty. Yes. That really is how the headline should read. It seems like the guy wanted it to happen. It's extremely confusing. Beltron now faces up to four years and six months. If he is six months, if he's found guilty for snipping, for snipping this man's penis off. I do have to clarify one thing. 12 inch knife. This guy may have had a hog on him. I mean, that's a big ass knife. You could cut my dick off. I don't want to like, oh, humble break. Inch and a inch and a half long knife. You can carry the knife that it would require to cut my penis penis off in New York City, city legally. You can take it on a plane. Yes, you could take that a twelve inch knife to cut off a dong. Isn't that that's like bringing a bazooka to a gunfight? That is a a big ass knife. I think for s- cutting such a, a theoretically tinier thing, it might be overkill. A police <laughs> officer told the court he found Mister Breach, thirty five, who worked at I don't need why throw his age in there, who worked a, at a language academy in. Zaragoza, bleeding heavily in the city center. And this is where we're going to learn today how to say, I don't want my penis anymore, kids. Sir, like, no me da 
La Penga. There I you think, go. I don't know if that's true. Nailed it. The officer who was not named said he went to the house that Britain shared with Mr. Belchin. So they were roommates. Um, ooh. <laughs> where the accused told him that the teacher's penis had been severed and dumped in a rubbish bag. Another officer said, <laughs> when interviewed, the victim in hospital told us that the accused cut off his penis. Andrew said he did not feel 100% a man and he wanted to get rid of his penis. So okay. he was voluntarily getting rid of his penis. There Again, are a lot of safer ways to get rid of the penis. Please don't might reenact be the scene from the movie Desperate Living when she got the penis and then cut it off with a pair of scissors. Just be safe because I heard there's a lot of blood down there. It's difficult to do apparently because I don't know. I don't know in the UK what is what insurance covers right in terms of you're trying more to than we got. It, That's your, for damn sure. Yes. He agreed to a deal with the accused to pay him 200 pounds, which depend on how many views the video of the amputation received on YouTube. It was done on the basis of this. Um, the British teacher subscribed to a website. And he was looking for someone to film him mutilating himself. So he was actually, so this comes from the British teacher. We actually have, I feel like this is the fourth or third story we've covered in the past about 12 months with a fetish like this. Yes. Uh, so, but the interesting thing is to this story, most people don't want to monetize when they've cut off a limb or cut off their penis or whatever it is. But this guy, I guess he was trying to double dip. He's a like, little I'm bit. done with my dick. And... Let me also become famous or become a YouTube celebrity. I, but can you monetize a dick getting cut off on YouTube? I don't YouTube? know. It's nice work if you can get it. But I wonder <laughs> I if he, it, like, it's, it is interesting because they did think that this was going to be a phenomenon. And I don't think that they understand that YouTube, they, um, they, can't, man, they can't monetize this. I don't know how um, they would. I also don't know if there's a massive market for it. I would assume I don't that know. there is. I'm certain there is. But Mr. Breach, he told the court that actually he had cut off his own penis, contradicting an earlier sworn statement in which he said Beltran carried out the amputation. He said, I cut off my own penis. All was unwell. It was myself. Mr. Breach said he made a statement to police that Beltran had sliced off his penis because he felt under pressure from officers. And it is possible hmm. that Beltran did slice off his penis. I can't imagine. We're not all those surgeons that did surgery on themselves in front of the hall during the university testing of when they were working on medicine and they would do self-surgery. I have a feeling Beltran did it. This fellow Breach was trying to protect him and said, no, I did it. But of course, Beltron is still taking the fall. And it turns out this guy, and despite that, the prosecutors have said, yes, even if he wanted his ding-dong cut off, you can't do it. So the prosecutors are still prosecuting. What? But then That's weird though, right? I wonder why, isn't it voluntary? Like, why do we have to be so This upset? is why never call the police unless it is dire because <laughs> you will not get to drop the, you won't be able to drop charges. You, you know, can't parents, set your own narrative. No yeah. parents used to call the police in like the eighties and the nineties. Maybe this is just a made up story from a fantastical past that I'm creating in my head, but I believe they used to be able to do that as like a lesson to the kids, but cut now, off their penis. No, just call the police. Oh to yes. Be like, and oh, the police yes. will give you a stern talking I to. I remember that. Honestly, that had happened not to me, but I had friends that had happened too, yes. where they come in, the cops came, put the dude in, handcuffs do you like, see what could happen it's true and i had that happen to me as a little boy when i was faking running into the store next door to where we went to the church we went to this like an all non-denominational church like, i know one of your fake churches where you don't make a choice we you don't choose make a, a choice. side church <laughs> i went into the bodega next to that church with a a guitar amplifier strapped to my test chest and i said i had a bomb right i thought it was really funny and everyone like you know the guy wasn't like that amused no one reacted right but then the cops came and they 
they did a whole thing. They put me in the back where they were like, this is what happens to a terrorist, but not really because a terrorist gets, you know, really beaten. Exactly. And now, of course, we had that child who brought a clock to school eight years ago and he was in trouble and he got actually arrested. So cops, once they arrest somebody, they don't really care if you want them arrested anymore because now they're on a mission to make sure that man suffers. Uh, but speaking of suffering, but look at this—they they popped the penis back on. Yes, evidently surgeons were able to reattach the penis, which is—you can almost see the scene. With any luck, we can reattach it. It's bionic. Mm-hmm. I now, if I'm this guy, I'm like, oh my god. Now I still have the same penis, which makes me upset. I don't want and the penis anymore. I don't want the penis. And also, couldn't you like make it cool, like a robo penis, like a robocock? Like do something with it that's extra special. Toronto but- Raptors oh illustration. My God. You could do a whole series of fun things. But I'm assuming these doctors just put it back on. Yeah, but the uh, his penis, and what I do like is that the independent somehow knows uh, his penis was successfully reattached during an operation and it is understood to be functioning properly. Well, he's going to have more work to do in the future, and we'll see see if this works out for Mr. Breach. I don't think the YouTube channel is up. I don't think the YouTube video is available. I don't think he was able to monetize it. It seems like he just got his roommate slash potential friend uh, in trouble for cutting off his own penis. But you know what? His buddy's a rapper and you don't have to go to prison to have credit as a rapper. That's actually a myth. You can also just be very talented. No need for prison. I, I highly recommend against it if possible. But is home castration the type of crime that rappers brag about in song? Well, he can now. And he can also talk about potentially four years in the clink. So perhaps this catapults the rapper's career. The man, the ding dong, now that we know he doesn't want it, hopefully he can he can take care of these things in more appropriate manners. Did hard time got caught for cutting dicks. Yeah. It didn't really help me with the chicks. You are a horrible rapper, and I, I'm I, sad I'm that sorry. that happened. <laughs> I am right. really upset <laughs> well, that with is myself. The, that's that story. So if you want to get your ding dong cut off, please, God, um, I don't even know how to do th- I don't know how to do it. What, cut know. a penis off? I don't know. I just want start of the base. No, I above w- the balls. I want the person who is doing it. If I really want them to do it, I want them to be safe. But how do you sign a contract? It just seems like the law doesn't care about this deal that I've made with a consenting partner. And again, you know who that's government the, overreach. You know, body mod people might be able to do this. I'd actually trust somebody who does like one of those things where they make the, you know, they put like the lumps under the skin. I have seen some body mod penises in my day. Mm-hmm. Have fun with it. That's where are you I seeing think. them? You can go on websites. You just look up the term body mod penis. You can. I'm going to do it. Yeah, look it up. No, I know exactly what it's going to It's going to do. I'm going to look up body mod penis. Let's it looks like when does. you when you overcook a hot dog and it bu- busts open it. on the. Penis uh, splitting. I don't yeah, like it's that. mostly. That's it. That's body like mod penis. Oh, wow. Look at the texture that got, that penis got. Oh, that is yeah. very interesting. Oh, oh wow. That one is very. Ooh, look at that. Well, you can do so much with a penis, and we're just letting ours be all weird. And I guess we're only using ten percent of the penis. Is that what they're saying? I guess so. This man has, um, wow, we wow. Holy hell! But just his penis is very. That's not. That's ten percent of his body weight. Yeah, it looks like a clam's foot. All right. Well, let's let's move on. I hate that I looked at this. I'm really very upset. Live from your grave. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. 
It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. And I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses Filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay, because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt and not only are you going to get the judge reinhold sitting on the clydesdale entire series clothes and non-clothes what we also are going to offer and i mean this we're trying to get into giraffe rides i brought this up the other day we got to start riding other animals but horses take pictures of the horses photoshop the horses into other celebrities but stop riding them save a horse ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you could do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer, it's of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? 
And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Speaking of feet, this is actually going to be our final story before we have our fantastic interview with Prince Midnight. Our hero of the week. We actually got him. We're starting to build. Yes. We're starting to build the pack around us. I realize I should have said that earlier on in the show, just letting people know we have an interview with Prince Midnight. That'll be. He a- came on to settle the score and say that he he is maybe is not these other men. He was fantastic. We talked with him about his uncle's bone guitar. We yep. got the story. Got Surprise- the scoop. Surprisingly sweet tale, actually. Yes. There's something about metalheads, as we talked about, the more aggressive the music that someone likes, usually just the sweeter they are in real life. They're very, they're almost like quaint. Sometimes, but then some of them, then they begin to believe that they're super evil. Yeah. Then there's also that aspect Varg. of it. <laughs> oh, don't even bring, Varg. speaking of YouTube, I think he's still on there, isn't he? All right. Well, this tale, this comes from beautiful Australia. So a woman, she cut off, speaking of, we're talking only about people who cut things off today. Yep. She cut off her own foot to trick police into thinking she was dead. Why was it? What's the point of it? This is something that we're not really sure about. She has been accused of fraud. Her name is Melissa Caddick. She's 49. She vanished November 11th of last oh, year. This is why. It's because uh, she apparently scammed 68 investors out of $14 million and then just straight up vanished. So she is quite a bit in trouble, and she's lucky she only lost a foot. So the day after this scam, everyone was like, this isn't good. She disappeared. It's under investigation. They found this foot wearing an ASICS shoe. Ooh, good plug. Good plug for ASICS. But then they said something seems strange because no more remains were found. And usually if you find a foot, you would say there's a leg. Which no, goes up no. to a torso. This actually it happens might go a lot. To a head. This was happening a lot um, in Mexico. Well, you know why that was. Why they said that those were suicide victims. They, they are. They, that was one theory. That yeah. was one theory. Yeah, because they said at some point it just washes up on shore, which is a great gift for the kids. They're they are theorizing. They said like. There's always a chance she cut her foot off and is still alive, though it's pretty <laughs> fanciful. Um, which is, I mean, who knows? Because I mean, you're looking at this thing. She, uh, the, we look at this. She, um, she was a fraud, a fraud artist. I guess um, she being, she was accused of fraud. Um, <laughs> she apparently, um, because they, they went looking for her. Corporate watchdog ASIC executed a search warrant for her luxury three million dollar home. She's accused of swindling more than fourteen million dollars worth of investors' funds and leaving sixty eight victims of fraud in her wake. She disappeared. Ooh. And yeah, man, she could have lost that foot. She, she could have thrown that foot out that window. She definitely had a life. She had a husband. She had like a lot of stuff going on, but apparently she made too many mistakes and she had to cut off her own foot and run away. Got to cut that weight, man. And they, it's like, see here, it's not common to see body parts wash up so far south of Sydney and in such good condition, <laughs> given she went missing on or about November 11th. And this is now. Um, and the coroner keeps saying, not to say it can't happen. 
the coroner will make further determinations. But they're saying that, yeah, this thing should have been floating in the water since November. And it's now March. And then when they found the foot, it was fairly fresh. So, and she is a 49-year-old. And everyone said, well, I guess she's, we're satisfied that she's dead. Oh, but I don't think that's the case. So a severed foot, it was a great throw-off. But the search was called off last week because Mr. Fuller said the foot could have been planted to end public and police interest in the case. This is what he had to say. This is her husband. He says, of all the breaches and feet in the world, of all the beaches and feet in the world, to find hers. What is the probability of that? <laughs> Literally, of all, at some point in your life, if you're like, you're going to have to say the sentence, of all the beaches and feet in the world, to find hers, what's the probability of that? You Sounds know like that- he fell in love with that foot. <laughs> yeah, it does. Thank God that foot just rolled into my life, because nothing like a man without a foot. Honestly, I was, I was half a man. But yeah. now that I have this severed foot. I'm a full-on police officer. So her husband seems to think that he's dead, but is he just part of the deception so that she can go well, live a life? But I'm just going to say this. All you have to do is find the woman with one foot. You know, the story of the one-armed man, mm. she really gave gave herself like a, a big thing that's so very noticeable, isn't it? You could it? stuff a foot. You could stuff it with, you could get a fake foot. Can I don't know. I don't know how fast you can get a fake foot, but you probably can. She already stole, fuck, she had the money. Yeah. She took all the money. They're saying that she might have jumped from a cliff that was uh, very close to her offices, um, which might, I mean, that does sound fairly like it's, you know, simple. But they didn't find did. her, though. They didn't find the rest of her. But you're saying exactly what you said about the other, the the feet going and the hands happening in Mexico, washing up on the shore. That does sound like technically cuts directly to suicide. Oh, um, the search for the 49-year-old was called off last week, but Mr. Furler said that the foot could have been planted to end public and police interest in the case. There was there was a radio interview that it follows Rodo Coletti, the father of Caddick's husband's Anthony. Caddick's husband Anthony. So okay, this her is husband's father-in-law. Gra- her grandfather. Um, but by marriage. Uh, they're yes. saying they want to clear uh, the husband of any sort of wrongdoing. Um, and they're just basically saying, we think that she committed suicide. Okay, we don't know. The foot was washed up. I think it's possible she cut it off, well, and now she's on not the run, but on the hobble. His husband, her husband, got actually brought into this shit because Mr. Coletti was unwitting was unwittingly implicated in Caddick's scheme by his signature being forged to verify bogus documents. He also like so she had pulled him into this bullshit. As you know well. what's kind of sad? I mean, I never really want to do it, but the probability or the possibility. Everyone is always fantasized about just getting away. Oh, yeah. But you can't do it really anymore. No. Especially not if you pepper the entire place with your limbs. I mean, that's what's hard. It's an actual human breadcrumb. Right. But you know what? The more I think about this story, $14 million in debt, probably looking at some severe prison time. And maybe she just took her own life. She might have just done it. She might have just jumped. She was got big arms. But isn't that the gift? I that mean, keeps like she did giving. a lot of arm work. She's lifting a lot of weights. That's why if you that's why you should always have nice shoes just in case you swindle people out of fourteen million dollars well, and you need to jump off of a cliff. That's how they knew is that it was actually a fairly like high end. It was like one of those limited run ASIC shoes. So it was like a fancy <laughs> shoe like we got. All right, so we don't know what the hell is going on with her, but be careful out there. And I'm sorry, if you want to get away, it's just not as easy as it used to be. Also, it's not unless you want to be on the show Fraudsters, hosted by our boys. Yep. Um, don't, don't. steal $14 million. Please from don't. Don't steal, don't steal $14 million. I, or if you do, 
Give it to the children. Give it to the children. That's a Peter Peter Pan? No, that is... Uh, Michael Jackson, he gave it to the children. <laughs> no. Um, Robin Hood. Oh, yeah. Yes, He Robin. got it. The Batman molested him. Well, well, that is not true. All right. <laughs> well, I think we should get to our conversation with Mr. Prince Midnight. Let's get to the bottom. All right. So Prince Midnight, this is... I'm going to say, whoop, what is that that I just put on? My R investigative reporter caps yep i wow it's very tall because it it's very tall it's like well, a stovepipe cap i give you some credit for this interview though uh henry because we're talking we're chit-chatting you'll be listening to it and then henry zabrowski comes in with the hard questions yep gotcha it was, journalism it was great gotcha journalism and he didn't seem to be got but no but he felt he saw that i asked a question yeah we were like diane sawyer I felt like that, but same cup size. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, everyone. Have fun. Enjoy this conversation with the hero of the week, Prince Midnight. And if you want to see a portion of the video, you can go to our Patreon. We didn't realize that Prince Midnight was going to put be- on a fucking show, dude. <laughs> it's in full makeup with his band. They're all awesome. So check out our Patreon if you want to see the conversation we have with Prince Midnight. It is awesome. All right, let's get to the conversation. So, all right, everyone, we have talked extensively about this guy. Yes. And uh, he came to prominence, dare I say fame, when he supposedly made a guitar out of his Don't supposedly in front of the man. Okay, okay, made a guitar out of his uncle's bones. Yes. And we talked about it. So we are honored to have with us now Prince Midnight, and it's not just Prince Midnight, we are also with Prince Midnight's two wonderful... I'm I'm assuming minions. Uh, Minion is that that seems insulting to a very large man. No, it's very nice, Prince Midnight. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, man, happy to be here. We got um, Chris over here. He's my drummer, and this is uh, (laughs) Belphegor. And uh, Belphegor is a guitar player in the band. Even though I built the guitar, you know, my I'm more of a mallet percussionist than a vocalist. So. uh, He's got, uh, that's why he's got it swinging around his neck right now. Dude, we have to separate because sometimes we can't all be masters of everything. Right. Of course, you have to delineate some of the responsibilities of the band. Yeah, yeah. So me and me and Chris recorded that record and uh, we've played with Belphegor before. So he, he's signed up and uh, now we're just, we're waiting for an opportunity to start playing shows, you know? Dude, honestly, I feel like as things come yeah. up, because the name, what is the name of the band? Is it Prince Midnight? Is that the name of the band? Prince Midnight is me, but it's also a band. Um, you know, these... It's the man and the brand. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I'm the man and the band. It means I so much. It, and honestly, was that possum, the taxidermied possum that I believe Chris... It's not taxidermied. That's a live possum. That is a live That is a real possum, possum buddy. what, man, it is so well behaved. Well, they they play possum, you know. So that's incredible. That's what they do. So Prince Midnight, we've got to talk to you because in Florida, this there's is, been a lot of investigative reporting going on. I'm a Florida boy. My family is from Clearwater. Um, we we uh, I'm excited to talk to a hometown hero. Hometown hero, to say the least. But Prince Midnight, let's just maybe just start with how did you become Prince Midnight? Yeah. What? Where? What? How does the a man? A former man. A former man go to become, I mean, honestly, like, fall in love with fucking heavy metal and adopt the moniker of Prince Midnight. So Prince Midnight started 
it was quite a long time ago and uh we i gotta give a disclaimer do not do this um mm -hmm. but there's a plant in Florida called the Angel's Trumpet. Have Angel's you heard of that? Trumpet, dude. <laughs> yes. So yes, I absolutely. boiled this flower and I drank it with this other guy. Mm -hmm. It was a terrible idea. So yep. I was riding my bike down the road and I fell into a ditch. It was a complete disaster. But I, when this happened, I, I got up and I pulled myself and I went to the local bar. And uh, I was just out of my mind. They threw me out. And I met this chick in the alleyway mm -hmm. and we fell fast in lust, let's just say. Very and nice. She revealed to me that she was a demon. And Whoa! so it happens. It does happen. That, I've, I've had several women tell me that they're demons. Well, this one, let's just say, revealed her wings um, and the shadow cast over me as I was laying on my back. And it was quite dramatic actually oh my were her wings the labia maybe that's the labia no, that's a good one but no they were actually oh. um they were owl wings and oh. she turned out to be an infernal demon named andros who is appears both male and female but she appeared to me as a female one of the highest and, level demons that is actually true i know that it's a high level demon yeah high level andros is a duke uh i think she has about 40 infernal legions of demons under her control so the the record is really just the telling of the story and you know i could go through the every song but it is a concept album that tells the story of my journey on angel's trumpet wow. um, which i woke up in a hospital about three days later and then uh you know, I wrote down what happened, and that's the reality that this album is written based on. That's incredible. I had All a friend good albums did, start with uh, being in the hospital, I think. Sometimes, some of them do. I had yeah. a friend that did Angel's Trumpets and woke to them covering themselves in bleach and a uh, bed in bleach because they believe it had been entirely covered in cockroaches. It's like I don't one of those know. fun things. I guess I'm totally misunderstanding what the, what, what is it, the, the, the horny trumpet? What's it called? It's Angel's Trumpet. Angel's Trumpet. And that it's is an extremely powerful psychedelic. It makes acid peyote all that stuff look like child's play it, it really uh throws you through a hoop uh, for a few days you know so, absolutely he almost got married to a demon that is incredible what a hell of, hell of a drug hell of a drug so you woke up in the in the hospital bed i'm assuming that you're extremely traumatized and then at what point did you decide to put together this unbelievable collaboration of musical genius? Yeah. Wait, how do you start to go? How do you how does the idea get birthed of taking a skeleton and putting it into a guitar? This album came about. I was in a great depression, as you know, many of us have experienced. It was the first what I would call, you know, a clinical depression. Like I had trouble getting out of bed. I couldn't yes. put on a smile on my face. Yes. And my partner bought me. Uh, of all things, and maybe this goes to show how well they know me, bought a xylophone and I got obsessed with it and I would play it constantly and I just would not put it down. And then finally I was like, I want to upgrade this. I want a, I want to get a steel uh, marimba or a vibraphone. So then oh, yeah. I got a vibraphone. So then I started exploring um, all the great vibraphone um ensembles in the jazz scene like you got uh, les baxter you got uh, arthur lyman Dave Brubeck. Know. yeah yeah so i started playing that i started playing with some kind of some 
some jazz people who I really respected. I had some cool opportunities and um, they just kind of didn't flesh out. So I said, I'm going to make my whole own record. And having explored vibraphone music quite a bit, I know no one had ever created a heavy metal record on a vibraphone, which no. is the most heavy metal instrument, right? Love it's it. literally all metal. <laughs> What's more it's metal? Very, it's, I love it. It's so a very gonna, physically heavy instrument. Yeah. I just love also talk about a genius. You are a genius Prince Midnight. That's who we're talking to right now. You said more metal. It's more it's metal. It's like nine minute abs, six, five minute abs, more metal. You brought more metal to metal is just that is genius. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm really proud of that record, um, composed it, released it. It's the first vibraphone heavy metal record. So I hope you enjoy it. I think it's not like any other record ever created. And it's, uh, a, no, man. Earnest... I know. I like that idea that it's earnest. Yeah. yeah. You're going for it. Yeah. A couple articles made it seem like, Oh, this guy whipped together a record. I'm like, dude, I spent like a year orchestrating that. It has like live violin, vibraphone, timpani. I mean, it's, it's uh, I'm really proud of it. So yeah, people we think we're just this. two fucking stupid fat bodied morons in front of fucking microphones. You know what I mean? And they don't understand the process that we have. Yeah, like who, who we are as artists. I mean, you know, I I am b- being facetious, but also sure. there is a process here. No, there, no, it, I get it. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. People think they can pick up a mic and do a podcast, but they're wrong. I was leaning on a box that just uh, collapsed under my leg. Yeah, we saw that happen. You don't got to bust the you don't got to bust the mystery, man. You could have fallen on a pile of bones. You just collapsed. Well, <laughs> let's speak of let's speak about bones. So, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about the about the skeleton guitar. Yes, and people and- there's a controversy about it. People want to poke holes in the story, which I ca- actually I'm kind of I get a little miffed about because I love legend. Of course. And I know that you've actually talked about this before on Instagram, actually. Um, you said that you would like to thank the U.S. State Department for helping me understand the process. When it comes to music, was that? Or what did the U.S. State Department help you understand? My Uncle Phillips remains only came into my life recently. Some other interviewers talked to me as if like I've been their caretaker for the last 30 years, which I okay. have so his, yeah. his family took care of that, whatever. He donated his body to university. They, you know, what they do in college, they skin it or whatever, use the bones as like a classroom skeleton. Yeah, over yeah. here, you become anonymous when that happens. But in Greece, they're staunchly um, Greek, or Greek Orthodox. So how your remains are disposed of is a really serious thing. So they keep your name attached to the skeleton. That's nice. So then the skeleton ends up at the cemetery, which are super overcrowded in Greece because no one gets cremated because of the aforementioned reasons. So then it ends up in like a mausoleum type thing where they just have rows of boxes with bones and they charge you every month to house these oh, oh yeah we have even here technically you you have to purchase like a slot for your bones to go in because the capitalism doesn't stop i'm when gonna you die yeah. i'm getting muddled muddle me muddle me and blow me into the wind that's what i say yeah so uh and then eventually you know his family didn't want to pay for it or my mom had to start paying for it when his parents passed and then she didn't want to pay it anymore and i'm like we have to be able to get these remains. Like yeah. they can't make us, Yeah, you know, like they can't hold us over our heads forever. So I called the U S state <laughs> department. They said, you got to get a funeral director roped in. Um, it's, it's a real convoluted process, a lot of paperwork. <laughs> and then the, the remains come 
And the funeral home, I think, thought that this was going to be like a full corpse. Yeah, they like they thought like, they, they thought it would be like have meat on it. Well, you know, the funeral directors, they get so horny for the new corpse. They and then a just corpse. a pile of bones coming in. I <laughs> new mean, corpse smells like money to them. Uh, exactly. Hey, we all go into our careers for different reasons, right? It, that is very true. Are you planning on using this guitar? So now, so, because obviously everyone's, they don't want to believe in the, the they don't want to believe in the guitar because they don't want to believe in something that's past their understanding. I mean, understanding. it's right there. I mean, what, I'm you looking at it. it up close? Up close? It does look like bones. Like you can really see the bone, like no, to it. Like it's real. It's yeah, totally that's real. fucking. So, yeah, I wish I could touch it. So this is like this is like paper mache, I think, or something. Yeah, where they and covered then, it up. No, this is not real. This is like they like filled it in. Right, they fill in the bones. I would assume it. It maybe it shattered no, in like trans cartilage normally. So they've made remade oh. it out of paper mache. And so then these are the these are all the bones, and this is also paper mache in between the oh, vertebrae. Wow. So when you went to the State Department or when you called them and you said, I'm getting a bunch of bones uh, from Greece, was it? I think it was Greece. Yeah. Um, what was so that was something that they do they do that every day? Were they just like, Oh yeah, of course, go to our bones department? How many people die a second? You know what I mean? Like people die out of the country every day that are US citizens and they gotta go through the same repatriation process, except these funeral directors who do it are used to getting a body. So right. this dude opens the box and it's just a skeleton. And he's like, well, what do you want to do with this? You want to cremate? You want to bury it? Or like, do you just want it? Because they're not obligated to do anything because it's medically prepared. So it's like, it's like getting a couch, you know, it's, because wow. it doesn't smell or anything, right? Like it's kind of it just is it like antiseptic, like the way you? I don't know how they prepare the bones, but I don't I don't smell anything on it or anything. And so, uh, shopping for humans is hard, but shopping for your dog is easy, thanks to Bark, because dog can't give you its opinion. But every month we deliver dogs and treats just for your pup because they deserve to be spoiled, and then the dog shows you what they like. It's incredible. Only I could teach Wendy to use an iPad. She's so resistant. She scratches it up, barks at it, barks at me. But if she could use it, she'd order BarkBox for herself. At Bark, we send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. And for a limited time, we'll double your first box for free. How about that? Wendy loves her little toys. Carmi has become quite a terrorist when it comes to her toys. And she's a murderer. She rips these things up. But, you know, we got some high-quality, tough toys from BarkBox, and she absolutely loves them. And our family could not be happier. <laughs> and if you just want a slice of this joy, you got to go to BarkBox. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com left. That's right. You can sign up now at BarkBox.com L-E-F-T for this exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's go back to petting our dogs. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate, this key. Yeah. Very key. You gotta communicate clearly. All these emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. It's like you're Captain Kirk and Grammarly is Data. And you're kissing a lady on another planet. And Data is just trying to make sure you write better. Better writing means a stronger impact. 
And Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. It did begin to understand when I was yelling and when I was doing bits versus me, because I do use Grammarly, but it's nice. But I will also say Grammarly does will do the thing where it's like, um, I think maybe you missed a little comma, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I know. Thank you, Grammarly. Like, thank I get it. Yes. But still, like, maybe we could just think about what I'm going through today, right? But Grammarly really does help. Because that's what we all need. A stern teacher with glasses and uh, little buckled shoes. That's Grammarly to me. That's what I see. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Getting engaged is special for so many reasons. Planning the perfect proposal. Oh, I want to do it at the Hindenburg. (laughs) I want to do it at the Hindenburg Memorial. Celebrating your love and looking forward to the rest of your lives. And if you're lucky, it's short. The only part that's not so special, shopping for an engagement ring, if you don't know what you're doing. That's where BlueNile.com comes in. Especially if you don't feel like talking to your mother. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring with little or no feedback from their mother. With Blue Nile, you can create a brilliant piece at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Why use anything traditional? Blue Nile also offers a diamond price guarantee, which means that they can usually meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. And I sent you to Steven, my guy, but you still refuse and you decide to go with your Blue Nile little thing because, oh, it's got 100% satisfaction guarantee with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And sometimes Steven doesn't answer your calls. And sometimes Steven loses the rings. But that's where you don't understand. Because Steven was there for me when your father wasn't. And honestly, so now is Blue Nile. Because every time I call, they pick up with the 24-7 customer support. And they hear all about my hands hurting. And how I've got, they have to reverse my feet at the doctor. They, they said, and they, but eventually they said it's temporary. They're going to put it back forward. But oh, thank you, Blue Nile, for not picking up, even though I texted my son. Right now, you can get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So it's quite a it's quite a leap to get the bones. You got the bones all the way from Greece. Sure. You're going through the proper steps. You went to the U.S. State Department to get the damn thing. You open up the pile of bones. The guy's all like, ah, I wish it was human flesh for me to play with. And you're like, no, I'm going to take that. And then what triggered in your mind to say, not only will I take this, I'm going to make this the world's sickest freaking guitar. So one thing is the state attorney's office who's separate from the U.S. Uh, whatever. They're due two different departments. They told, they were called me back and they told me that I was allowed to have it because everyone's like, you're not allowed to have it. I'm allowed to have it, but I'm not allowed to do anything with it. Uh, I'm not allowed to trade it for for anything. I'm not allowed to sell it or get a favor for it. So they say, as long as it doesn't, the term he used was valuable compensation. He says, okay. as long as you don't exchange it for valuable compensation, you are permitted to keep the, to keep the skeleton. 
Okay, and so then you're like, well, the most metal fucking thing in the world would be turn turn this into a a, a fucking guitar. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Philip was super big metalhead. We, I, I was a little kid in like the '90s in the death metal scene. Um, there was also a big underground um, grindcore and uh, hardcore punk scene. You know, like Asuk, Reversal of Man, um, Scrog, with all these underground like metal bands that play. You know, they played in like warehouses and stuff, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, Scrotum Grinder, they're another one. Yeah, yeah. so these are real bands. <laughs> no, really yeah, I bet, up. dude. I love No, them. fuck yeah, dude. No, this is, I'm inspired by this story because I love the idea of trying to, I think heavy metal should be fucking heavy. I like the idea of coming, like Watain, when you go to that, you will get covered in actual blood. Yeah, pig's blood. I sit in the back. Dangerous. Yes. Because I wear, I wear my, my J's are too nice. I won't even sit front row at, an Al, at, a, at a Weird Al concert, let alone something like where I'll get covered in pig's blood. But I, I like the concept of it so much because I like the idea of people being afraid to go to a concert. Well, speaking of fear, have you found these bones to be haunted at all? Because usually, or sometimes when you bring in something different, especially something that had a traumatic end, because I'm reading here about your Uncle Philip, RIP, by the way, truthfully, um, it's the Philip guitar. Yes. Now. He was killed. It was a, it was a car accident, I believe. And yeah, the, yeah, he with, died in Greece in a car accident. With, I feel like that happens a lot in Greece. It sounds like they have a lot of squiggly streets there. It's uh, small streets because they're ancient, you know? Yeah. A lot of islands, but. Skinny people because of all the olive oil. That is true. They're beautiful people. Did you find the bones when you opened up the box? Were they shattered at all? Or were you just like, this is perfect for a guitar right away? I mean, this is a crazy uh, thing to to make into a guitar. So I got the box. It was a big, huge box. And uh, it was mostly padding. And when I got down to it, the, the bones were a small kind of all mashed together. But the skeleton right here the skeleton was all still together the the ribs down to the pelvis Sweet. and everything else had been kind of disassembled and i had it laying in my room and uh i was just hanging out and i was just listening to heavy metal thinking about uncle phil and i was like man how what is the best way to honor this dude and i'm thinking oh maybe if i like go to like the brass mug which is like a heavy metal bar and like spread his ashes and then I'm like, I'm not trying to plug like bars or anything. I'm just telling you the truth. No, 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 no sure, of course. Sure. We These talk about bars are all the like time. Iconic to a Tampa metalhead. So, of course. So anyway, so I'm thinking of all these ideas and then I'm like, man, has anyone made a guitar out of a skeleton? So I, I did some research, asked a couple buddies, asked my buddy who works at Dean Guitars and they're all come back to me. They go, no one's ever done it. And I'm like, why not? And then, uh, I th I <laughs> seriously, <thought> dude, <laughs> like, honestly, why not? I can give you like a couple of reasons why not, but okay. Yeah. I guess there's maybe some ethical, uh, guess so dude, that's really fucking heavy metal. I don't know what to, I thought that was the whole point. And this is a very, actually, this is a very sweet way to, uh, to honor your uncle Philip. Yeah. So the, the Dean guitars friend of mine who I'm not going to name and he, cause he kind of got, he bugged out. He didn't want to, <laughs> he didn't want to, he got his hands on it and he was like, dude, I, I didn't know this was like real, like you're really doing this. He's like, I, I can't drill into this. I can't, he like totally freaked out. And okay. he's like, and I think my work will be bummed out. And I'm like, dude, your boss played guitar deicide. Like, <laughs> it's true, man. Like, like, where's yeah. the moral ob objection, but you know, so, so he flaked out. And so I tried a bunch of different ways. So what are you, what part of it are you interested? How I did it or what? No, I mean, I'm looking at it because it does seem to be it's interesting how it, I don't know how it holds acoustics as well. Like that seems to be the 
the main obstacle. Yeah, because right? normally of all the you ribs. want like a yeah. I mean, but truly, like normally you want like a shell that allows the sound all bounce around. Like it does definitely have a very specific sound. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the rest normally a guitar resonates in this. You can feel because you're leaning, as you can see, you're kind of like in the rib cage and you're touching a lot of the bones and they shake shake in a way that's almost like it's alive. Uh, It's almost cool. You know, you see a Frankenstein and they give him the electric shock and he comes to life. This is like the real life version. I can feel Uncle Phil in every chord I play on the guitar. Man, can you imagine? Cool. I, and I don't mean to disparage your your honestly your uncle Phil, but can you imagine if you did all this and he like had molested you a bunch as a little boy, and every single time <laughs> you played it, it's like you're bringing him back to life. No, that that's not the case. Really. I mean, no, I know yeah, that that's, that's not the case. I know that that's not the case. I'm just saying. So you're thinking imagine more if. of like a demon, and then he would be spawned, and then he would theoretically re molest him. That's your idea. That okay. was an idea. I, I I'm just pitching here. That's great. Hey, you know. that. Yeah, that's not my personal story, but I, you know. Thank you, Prince you know? Midnight, for even dealing with I that. I love you, I'm man. For even I dealing with you, that man. I don't want heinous to make a, question. No, I don't want to make Belfamore mad at me. I specifically <laughs> don't want to make Belfamore upset with me. No, do not. I can't defend oh, you yeah, against him. Yeah, he I'm works just, out. Please, please, sir. Anyway, Please. when it comes to the guitar, though, I do have a question. When you mentioned something about how your boy that worked at the at the guitar store, they're called guitar stores, right? Sure. The music store. Um, he was like, no, I can't do it. You kind of broke metal then, right? You you sort of like broke. Did the, did the metal community surprise you with people being like, Ugh, like, that's gross? Or were they more just like, that's metal? Because it's hard to out metal the metal world. Yes. Yeah, I think I think one news article I read said before this, the most metal thing was Ozzy biting the head off a bat. Yeah, dude, he didn't even mean to do that. He thought it was a fake bat. And now the Skellicaster is outdone him. So, uh, yeah, Ozzy, give me a call, man. I'm your new Randy Rhodes. Nailed it. Um, All right. This is not gotcha journalism, but I do want to ask you, do you know Odilon Ozare? The man that they're so the, the Tampa Bay Tribune has labeled. They said that you might be also not just Prince Midnight, but you might also be a man named Ozilon Ozare that holds two Guinness World Records for longest nails and world's longest hat. <laughs> and I'm not. I know that I honestly don't think that I don't oh, mean to insult don't you in any way, shape, or form. I don't think that you should be allowed to hold a record for the world's longest hat because you can just make hats. You're talking. You're talking to the person who might actually because the artist. Okay. Whoever is an artist. Have you ever heard of this man? Do you know this man? The only reason I've heard about it is because Chris Spada, who's the writer who contacted me from the Tampa Bay Times. Yes. He mentioned it to me. And uh, I said, dude, that guy doesn't look anything like me, one. And two, if someone's going to go through the trouble of getting Guinness records, wouldn't they want you to know about it? Like, I mean, that does, it does hold. That it does, does hold. hold some water. I look at him because, you know, the thing is that both of you are just they, – it's these two people that do kind of live in disguises as well. So you can see how the art can permutate and change. I don't know him that well. Is he a dis- in a disguise? I don't even know. He's just got his – he's got a fake mustache on. He has got glasses and he's got a wig on. Like he does have a long-haired he wig. He sort of looks like Bob Zamuda. Uh, he does look Bob like Bob Samuda, and it's also very similar to Bob Samuda in terms of tactics, yes. in terms of wigs, 
glasses, mustache. Bob Zamuda was big in that. Also, Bob Zamuda for many years. Andy Kaufman even stopped being um, Tony Clifton. Tony Clifton for many, many years because Bob Zamuda just took over and did the whole thing, which I think makes him incredibly brilliant. He was brilliant, and he got to be super mean to people, and everyone was like, "It's Andy." And Bob was just like at the end of the show, he's like, "It's just Bob," which is cool. I'm just not. I'm not interested in g- getting you here because okay. I honestly like these two men, but I do wish I could have the two of you together. Physically yeah, we fighting each other. We could have both of us on. We at the could same also, time and then wanted. there was another person here. This Justin Arnold. Justin character. Arnold, but Justin Arnold has no flair. Justin Arnold seems to be just a man that he not at the same level as Prince Midnight is. Well, no or one is. Ozilan Ozare, who apparently he's never heard of you, who says that he does. He only listens to Babs. <laughs> he does not listen to death metal. So that also puts him out of the running. And Justin Arnold, he made the two-headed crocodile. That made the Tampa Bay Times, that's what got them. Because they didn't like to be, they were upset because they thought they would have a two-headed crocodile on their hands. Right. And then they're just, because, you know, they were also the first ones to, um, they were the first ones to call 9-11. So, I don't know if that's true. That's so, true. They guessed it, like, two weeks ahead of time. That's and I was so like, weird. why are you doing this, Tampa Bay? How does it feel, Prince Midnight, to be accused by such a reputable newspaper as the Tampa Bay Times? Why are you talking about the Tampa um, Bay Times is a good newspaper. Oh, it's just fantastic. I have, we have to fight, we have to but, fight for Tampa Bay. How does that make you feel? Do you feel like as if there's, as if they're trying to steal you? your identity from you uh, the biggest thing that bothered me is because i didn't do i didn't make this guitar as like a publicity stunt no you did this to be cool as fuck no i just did it i didn't i didn't contact all the news to tell them about it they kind of portrayed it as if i did this as a as some kind of like stunt and i'm like i just posted this on my instagram i had I think i had like 50 followers wow it just kind of people caught on to it thought it was a good idea and so you know i I read the TBT and I respect Chris Bada. I think he's, you know, a great writer. But uh, in this case, you know, I think he's wrong. Yeah, and dude. I don't think he put in any absolute terms in that article. He's just no. He's a, it's a it's he's floating an idea, and I think that's really important. But I like to me, I like the idea of floating the idea and people like because who knows, man? Well, knows? is that the job of journalism though? I would argue no. Wow. So it seems as if Mr. Sparta might not, uh, he might not be on the up and up. Whoa. The only thing I'll say is, you know, to say that I did something that great that Odalon did maybe would offend Odalon. I I don't care. You can, you can tell him that uh, I cured the blind and turned water into wine for all I care. But, you know, that other, you know, person may be upset that you took a little away from him. You know, I think that's true. (laughs) I think Odalon Ozari is a lot realer than Jesus Christ. I think that's extremely possible. Um, you know what's so amazing? I'm actually looking at a Vice article. We read this in the Tampa Bay Times. And these articles, they are not short. I have read shorter articles on immigration Joe Biden. and Supreme yeah, Court yeah, justices. No, there's a lot more investigation into what into you versus why no one's gotten stimulus like money. There is so much COVID. Why do you think why do you think that is? Because I mean, you've been talking, uh, you know, you're very t- can- you're full of candor. Why do you think the media has just seen this and they're just they're rolling with it? I, I don't know. I think that, uh, I, you know, I, I guess at first, you know, I didn't really realize that it would be such a big deal. But now that I'm here, I'm, you know, obviously it was uh, more profound than the, the, you know, what it, I originally conceived, just trying to honor my uncle privately. Dude. And uh, I don't know why they invest a lot of you saying the article's real long? I, I, I don't know. I, I skimmed through it, and 
I tell you what, man, you got us to listen to the album, and I honestly think that it's, it's important. Is that the idea of having a pure metal idea that cuts through the noise, I think, is a very important right now because I think metal is a it's helped countless human beings it's helped me in my life yeah like you know how many times i've been through fucking hard times well you're one of those guys that calms down to metal yes and that's what i've learned some of the most chill dudes you're like what you listening to and then it's just like i killed your mother i killed your mother i killed your mother you're like that's interesting it gets out so i think anything that spreads the fucking sweet word of metal to farther is great i think that's what you're supposed to do yeah, man. Thanks. So congrats. Honestly, that's all I got to say is fucking congrats, man. I think that yeah. the attention well, is actually really nice because it's something creative. You did something creative and has with the, something that people maybe necessarily don't understand. Have your contemporaries been happy with this news or do they think, oh, this is just a gimmick? Are you getting the are they are you getting some blowback for like, oh, he's just a gimmick. He's a character worker. He's not a real metal guy. No, I mean, I've been going to metal shows in Tampa since about like 1991. So I don't know how anyone would say that I'm not a, the real deal. Technically, um, he needs to headbutt you if you say, say absolutely. that. Absolutely. He has yeah. to physically attack you. In the I mean, look, I got a concussion on the Deicide Legion tour. So I've been around for a couple of years. Do you uh, plan so. on do you plan on building an entire kit, an entire like drum set, a bass guitar, all out of bones? Because that could work. You could get a sweet cow bone. Yes, it would be fragile. Because I was sure. going to ask that about the the bone guitar. How do you play it on stage? Like I honestly think that moving it from back and forth might actually be, but not a good idea. Bones can be pretty strong though. Yeah, they're not too too weak, and I built it so I can put it back together if it breaks. You know, sweet. Um, yeah, I think we haven't played live with it. So Belfagor is probably going to play it live. Maybe I'll maybe I'll jam it on a little bit. Or yeah. you know, says Corona, there's not a lot of shows, but no. I, I really look forward to. Um, there's going to certainly be a great theatrical element to our show. I um, love it. It I'd reminds. Really like to, I'd really like to tell the story of um, traveling to the underworld and uh, fighting demons. Uh, in uh, performing arts context, you know, with maybe some dancing and acting and uh, try to incorporate things that are not traditionally very heavy metal, like the vibraphone. That's, I guess my, that's kind of my, that's kind of my goal with my art is, you know, so many people say, I'm going to start a metal band or I'm going to start a punk band. And right. they, they're so rigidly adhere to that. It's like, you should say, I want to start a band that is metal, but also, like, how can I do it in a way no one's done it before? So that's kind of my, that's metal, the way I'm kind of approaching it all. Metal's a vibe. You know what I mean? More than anything else. And I think that that's, uh, I, I appreciate the spirit. I know I'll fucking see the show. I'm yeah. very oh my God, I'd be in the back row because I'm not allowed in the front row and I'm too big to mosh. So I will be in the back with my back against the wall, but I will love every second of it. It reminds me when I was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin at a place called the Cactus Club, captured by robots. Did you ever see this performance? Art? No. It was yeah. a man who did, it was fantastic. He had a bunch of different uh, robots, obviously, on stage and he told a story. It was really fun. Guar is like, to me, the ultimate it's, example of it. Like This is Guar-esque, Guar-esque. You could do something like that, but I like the organic nature of the bones being surrounded it. by bones, and nothing is more metal than bones. And I mean, except you know, for the vibraphone, except for the vibraphone, you got you kind of nailed it on the head because I've seen captured by robots. That was like mid nineties, maybe. Yeah, that 90s. was. Yeah, I saw them in two thousand and three. The guy was already a bit up in age, but he was the sweetest dude, and he crushed it. And we had so much fun. Yeah, so I'm like inspired by. You know, people like him and people who put on do a little bit of extra 
um, for the live show. I think it's fun. And, you know, the guys in Guara, I've met all those guys before. Um, you know, they, they do a different thing that I'm looking to do, sure. but they, yeah. they all come from an underground punk underground metal underground scene. Um, they were all in, in great underground bands in the eighties before war. So, you know, they, they have my respect and the respect to the whole metal community. Um, despite, you know, maybe being a little tongue in cheek. They're fun. Oh, yeah. But again, we need, I think it's nice to pull back some of the veil and we don't have to always be so fucking hardcore walking into these shows because it comes down to being like, it opens up so you can get like little fat yeah. ginger boys that felt weird going because I was afraid at first and now I know, oh, this is actually where I can be accepted. As long as I have a denim, my proper battle jacket, then I can be accepted. <laughs> yeah, man, you're, you're welcome. Yeah, for sure. These scenes are all really welcoming and... Uh... Yeah, Richmond, where Guar's from, is uh, a great heavy metal scene. I've played shows there before, so hope hope to go back next year. Well, dude, we can't thank you enough for taking the time Absolutely. and rolling with us today, man. And, and Prince Midnight, I do have to say, your final quote here that you gave in Vice, I found it to be very powerful, talking about how many figures throughout history have all sought physical immortality, but they all died. And then he says, and then Prince Midnight says, I'd argue that most of them, uh, have have obtained uh, immorality through the legends we tell about them. I would be satisfied with that kind of immortality. Maybe, maybe a part of me will live on forever alongside Philip in the legend of the Scalacaster. Fuck yeah, dog. One last thing. We just shot a video, so I'll send that to you guys when it gets edited. Yes. We filmed, I found a cave that no one knew about in this woods. It's like a sinkhole, and I mean, it had an opening like this big, so we all squeezed in there. And we Very uh, tiny. Shot, shot a video with some real talented artists, um, Deke and Gigi, and they got um, they do a thing called uh, sidetracked with a okay. with a little uh, hyphen D at the end. Anyways, they're like film artists in Tampa, and I'm super grateful for their participation because we're creating something pretty pretty visually crazy. Especially, <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever played in a cave before. We brought like generators and like in this cave i was like we're gonna die in here man but we did it <laughs> no we've now definitely pumped that video man absolutely thank you so much man hell yeah Live from your grave all right there it was our conversation with mr midnight what a wonderful man with is wonderful Prince, his first name i'm not sure what his first name is I don't the want to Magor. That guy was very big. <laughs> he was. Honestly, again, check out our Patreon if you want to see them on, on in the, full regalia. Yeah, on the little screen or big screen or wherever the hell you're watching the the the, uh, the program on our Patreon. But they were unbelievably sweet. So fucking sweet. Anywho, we got some emails. Let me just read this one email okay. because we got to send in. I want you guys to understand that we, you know, we talk about Garfield Eats quite a bit on the show. Way too much. I don't know how it got there, but apparently... There was a whole reality universe within Garfield Eats. So this this what? got discovered by a listener, and this is why this is why you guys are great. I'm not normally one to do things like write into podcasts, but I feel like I have fallen down the Garfield Eats rabbit hole, and I need the whole world to see what I have seen. Oh my! I am from Toronto, Canada, home of the world's first Garfield themed restaurant, Garfield <laughs> Eats. The restaurant has recently closed. Their food was god awful, but its owner Nathan Masri has just started his next project. Scooby Doo eats. <laughs> I no, was totally floored. You no, I was totally floored <laughs> no. by this information because what kind of psychopath opens two cartoon themed restaurants? <laughs> yeah. So I did some digging. This man, Nathan Masri, is quite the character. It turns out he has written a self help memoir 
He's produced a few films and just recently released an episode for Garfield Eats reality show on his YouTube channel that's called Masri Pictures. The reality show produced by him follows him around the Garfield theme restaurant he created. He also wrote and recorded the theme song for the show. The title of the show is Love Me, Feed Me, Don't Leave Me with Nathan Masri. Oh, I can't tell if this man sad. is trolling or if he's a genuine narcissist. I don't, I don't know about that, but he's not Nathan Masri at all and all the bullshit. So I want you to hear this song. Okay. This is for Scooby-Doo Eats? This is, new for the, this is the now defunct Garfield Eats reality television show. Okay. Love me, feed me. <laughs> Don't leave me. This is not metal. It's got pizzas. It's got a Garfield cummerbund. Don't leave me. I'm Nathan Masri. I'm the co-founder of Garfield Eats. This is 18 minutes long. Say hello. Oh, he's got a cat. Maybe not. Pizza. The pizza looked horrible. Some espresso. Villain. Very scary. He is scary. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're in the intro credits here. He's saying this whole thing. Devin's in there. It's not horrible. Man, the pizza looks horrible. Wait. Life is short. Eat now. Garfield. He got him for the commercial. (laughs) You know what? I think that that's actually probably... He would be... Massively sued. Oh, massively, massively by sued. By Jim Davis. Abso- <laughs> absolutely. And rightfully so, actually, in a strange way in this case. Um, well, no matter how bad the food is, he got a great jingle. He got a great jingle. And out that's of it. an 18-minute sizzle, which you know, you watch him get a show on Peacock. He might. You watch it. I mean, or he's going to murder somebody. Like he does have a Luca Magnata kind of vibe about him. That's but the, the I think vibe. it's just yeah. a Botox. It really, but honestly, you make a good point. He's very smooth. Yeah. Well, right. guys, we have a lot coming out of the pipe. Yes, um, we do. We have next week, March 15th, is the opening of LPN Deep Dive's Dunecast. It's coming to you. I hope you are, I hope that you like it. How are you feeling with Dune? Are you still, do you still like it? Or is the, is it fully in the line of just, you loathe it? I am Dune. You are Dune, okay. That is just the only way I can even say it. I just am. I have become Dune. Okay. Um, and then we have March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Someplace Underneath is coming out. And just so you know, be prepared. These episodes are going to drop on the last podcast feed in Spotify, but they are also going to drop on their own feeds. And we're going to press it. But I just want to get you guys to go check out our fucking bullshit. Yes. We've been working really hard, and we hope. That you like our new material. I think that you guys are going to love it. Uh, everyone does a bang up job. And I, I hope you guys enjoy the new content. We got some merch, obviously. We got some new products coming down the pipe. Can't wait to tell you all about the THC. We'll get that going at some point here in the near future. And also, we will see you on the road. We'll see you in Grundy We County. got Grundy. We got one more night Friday. Uh, we are coming to you. And again, this shit is very safe. It's outside. We got it's fucking. Outside. It's outside. We have cordoned off areas per pod so that you, no one is anywhere near each other and we will be far away from each other. Yeah. It's like we're all going to be at a show, but we won't see anyone, you know? <laughs> like, and it's going to be fun. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm incredibly excited. We're very okay, excited wait. to start our new material and let's get this shit. No idea roll. what the material will be, but it'll be wonderful. All right, <laughs> yeah, everyone. what will it be? Thank you all so much for living. Every day. Because yeah. unfortunately, because if you don't live every day, you're dead. That and is true. And if you don't laugh every day... It's wasted. That is true. Because if you just spend your life crying, 
Don't you get thirsty? You would dehydrated. It's all the water. And then, honestly, in Dune, water is very precious. And if you cry for someone, you're shedding water for the dead, which actually means quite a bit, especially if you're Paul, and you're in the middle of the fucking funeral that you didn't understand all the things that you had to do, but you have to watch everybody else, how they act, because if you don't act in accordance to what the freemen think the way you're going to act, then they're not going to think that you're the least on Al-Qaib. That's great, and everything will make sense later after you listen to Dune. I don't think it will. Okay. And then you have to love. You have to love your job. You know why? Because if you don't love your job, then no one's going to love it for you. In Russia, job loves you. All wow. right. Thank you all. This so- is great. This is great. Thank you all so much for being with us this week. Hope you're doing all right out there. Yes. Ha- hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustalations, everybody. Hail me. Indeed. Be safe and uh, pick up an instrument today. <laughs> pick up an instrument. If Why not? It's, if it's yours. Yes. Don't steal an instrument. Don't pick, steal it. Don't instrument. steal an instrument from a child. <laughs> all right. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.